Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the hydration watermelon smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by audible.com. You probably know about all of the audiobooks that audible.com has, but you might not know about the other content. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for a free trial and go exploring. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. And this is really uh, because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today, my guest is Paul Ace. Paul is popularizing the concept BCOM through the science of conversion, conversation, and automation. He founded Amplify CCOM that helps increase webinar sales for seven-figure clients. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Hey, Diane. Great to be on here and uh, give some value to your audience. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. I would love it if you would start by explaining what is CCOM, please. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So CCOM stands for conversational commerce. So it's, wouldn't it be great if you could personally greet every lead that, that comes into your world. All right. So we, we have so much time, especially when we're working with seven figure entrepreneurs. And if people listen to this, got six and seven figure businesses that they, they lose that human touch with Mm. each lead as they come in, it just becomes another number. And that's the last thing we want. So what we look at is how can we leverage technology to create this 80% human-like experience and then a 20% human experience, which results in maximizing conversions and unlocking hidden profits that often the clients didn't know that were there in the first place. Okay. Can, can you um, maybe give us an example of how 
um, someone would use CCAM to improve their results? Sure. So uh, imagine someone's gone to your website, maybe filled in a form or gone to go and buy a product. And at that point, then you, you want to follow up with those people. But what a lot of people just go, hey, you left things in your cart. And it feels very impersonal and doesn't really bring people closer to you. So we go more of an angle of creating an automation to saying, hey, it's it's the owner here. I just wanted to reach out just to see if something went wrong or something broke. Let me know if you need any help or support. And then what that what happens at that point is then we hand over to a human that then follows up with that conversation and naturally guides that person back into the, the sales process where usually we, we create these assumptions in business, right? And <laughs> we, we assume we know what's going on in someone's mind because yeah. we don't actually ask. Uh, so we, we apply a lot of these principles throughout the sales process. For example, even later in the sales process where let's say someone's bought a, a $37 product or a $97 product. And then we want to, guide them through the sales process to a to a five thousand dollar or ten thousand dollar product we'll reach out to them and say hey we've got this thing would you be interested in learning more as opposed to they just ram it down the throat and say hey go and buy my thing go and buy my thing we just would you be interested in learning more and if they say yes then we start having a conversation with that person over it'll either be email or messenger or over sms and then we build that rapport build that relationship answer their questions for their particular situation and then guide them all the way to the sale. Fascinating. Okay. So now talk to me about knowing what to change in someone's webinar. Yes. So when it comes to webinars, you see a lot of, a lot of people when they're running the webinars, they speak at the person and we, yeah. we call it, it's conversation over presentation. So if you're doing a live webinar, don't think that you're having just this presentation and you present into a, a room and audience. Imagine you're speaking to one individual person, like we're having a conversation right now. And we're having that back and forth where you kind of like, hey, does this make sense as we're going through this process? Or like, can you see how that could work in your business? Asking these questions throughout the process where you get people nodding the head and we, we call it micro commitments. So you're asking for micro commitments and, and little hand raises all the way through the webinar for people to say, yes, yes, that's, that's me. That makes sense to me. Yes, I'd like to move forward. So by the time you get to the end of the webinar, someone's already said yes, maybe 100, 150 times just with these small little commitments throughout the whole process. That's so interesting. I'm doing a webinar on Friday. So, uh, <laughs> the, the, and I prefer the conversational, um, you know, other than just like speaking at someone or at the screen mm. for an hour. Um, do you find that the audience participates, you know, in those webinars or are they expecting just to be lectured? So, yeah. So I think it's, it's about an energy match, right? So if you go into a webinar and you're like, 
hey so yeah is that making sense <laughs> and people like people are not going to resonate with that because they're just like oh yeah yeah it does but if, if you're like hey guys i li- look listen this is really really exciting you can see how this person followed exactly what you're just about to learn and they did this can you see how if you just apply this to your business that would make a big difference it would right so if if you've got that energy and that uh, presentation side to it where people are are excited as you are about it you've almost got to bring it up a level beyond where the audience is and then they'll meet you somewhere in between so i used to be a wedding singer and when I was doing the wedding singing, as soon as I got on stage, I knew I had like seven seconds, roughly, to capture that audience. If I didn't capture that audience in that seven seconds, I probably lost them for the first set at least. I could maybe try again when the second set started, but you, you've got to grab that audience straight away because those first impressions in those first few seconds is what when everyone's like, okay, is this the right thing for me or not? Because we've all got such short attention spans nowadays you know there's so many distractions everywhere i mean you you probably find it diane as well that you're just like you know you've got you've got facebook notifications you've got uh ads everywhere coming at you all the time you've got email notifications and everything right yeah right exactly so when you've got that first five ten seconds where people want to say the action that i've just taken to click on that button and say i want to join that webinar I want that reconfirmed that that was the right decision to make. So if you're going to start the webinar by saying, hey, really nice to see you all today. Yeah, so we'll be getting started in just a second. We'll be having a couple of minutes. You've already lost probably 10% of the audience. And, and that that 10 to 20% would be those why, why people. Those people just want to go, okay, why should I be here? What's in it for me? There's the other what if people who maybe have got a longer attention span that, that will listen through the whole process. But there's other why people that's like, okay, tell me why I should get this. And they want it there and then. Otherwise, they moved on to the next thing, the next shiny object. So by hooking that audience in to start off with, for example, you could start with testimonials. So if you say, hey, what I'm about to show you today is the exact process that Diane went through. And Diane went from zero to $100,000 in six months or 12 weeks or whatever it was by following this process. And it's also the same process that this person did this and this person did this. So do you think it would be worth five, 10 minutes of your time to find out what that is today? If that could do even 10% of what I've spoke about in these results. I see. So you're really making it engaging from, from the word go. Yeah, and and note with those testimonials as well is don't promise the same result as those testimonials. Like, listen, not everyone gets those kind of results. But if you could even get 10% of what those results are, would it be worth 10 minutes, 15 minutes of your time to find out whether that would work for you? And then at that point, they're already bought in. And then the extra 45 minutes that they're on the webinar or more, then they're not going, oh, is it, was this worth the 15 minutes of my time? Because they've moved on to the next thing in their mind now. Now they're going, hmm, this opportunity might be right for me. So you're going to meet the person where they're at in the, in the process and then add in the conversation before and after the webinar as well. Uh, so for example, before the webinar, quite often we'll 
will trigger an automation that sends a voicemail to someone's phone. So they get a voicemail for, from the owner or the person's running the webinar that just says, hey, uh, notice you just signed up for the webinar. Really excited for you to join us. Um, make sure you bring a pen and paper and, and take a lot of notes as well, because there's going to be a lot of valuable information in there. I, I'd love to hear what you want to take away from the webinar the most. So do me a favor, just drop me an email over to support at support.com. And I, I would love to hear what that is. And then uh, hopefully we should be able to answer it on the Q&A at the end of the webinar. So I'll catch up with you soon. Have a great day. Now, if you do that, has that taken any time for that person to use one-on-one -on -one conversations? It hasn't. But at the same time, you've already started to build some level of rapport. And they're like, wow, these guys put a real personalized experience there. Yeah, it, it, it so humanizes the whole thing. Right, because people are people. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like we've always forgot that, oh, actually, I'm selling to humans, not uh, just a number on a list. Exactly. Uh, and even at, at scale, that happens even more, right? Because, because you've got so much fulfillment going on, because you've got KPIs and, and information that you're looking at all the time, then you start to forget that you're actually speaking to people and they've all got their own unique situation, which may be very similar to each other, but in their own feelings and their own mind, it's completely unique. Because what's the number one question that people ask at the end of a webinar? Will it work for me? Right. I'm different. Will it work for me? I'm, I'm a golden goose or I'm, you know, I'm completely different. You've never seen my situation in your life before. Will it work for me? Yeah. And they just need someone to say, I've listened to your situation. Yes, it will. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There has to be that, <clears throat> excuse me, that connection. 100, 100%. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Sure. Accelerate Your Business Growth is happy to be sponsored by audible.com and, um, Boy, they've just got so much audio content. Yes, they have thousands of audiobooks that you can listen to, that, that you probably already know. But you might not know about the other content, the podcast, Audible Originals, Guided Meditations. There's just so much. And they're adding content all the time. So go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Sign up for a free trial of audible.com and go exploring on your own. Check out what's there. See what resonates with you. Uh, I think you're going to love it. I think one of the things you're going to love is that you can get really different kinds of content all in one place. And you can listen to it on a variety of devices so you can hop from, from one device to another. Today we're speaking with Paul Ace about how to amplify your course or program sales with conversational webinars. Well, I am curious about uh, what changes you're seeing in marketing, like let's say over the last 12 months. Yeah, so there's, there's been some big changes in terms of, if you look at the amount of times Mark Zuckerberg's been in the news with, with Facebook, right, with compliance and just like the amount of restrictions that are now being put in place to these big tech companies that before it was just literally the wild west you know you could you could pretty much do anything have any kind of data and there wasn't really any legal implications to it but 
now that's changed a lot. And with those changes, it means there's more restrictions in the way that you can advertise. So you need to be more creative. So for example, uh, the iOS 14 update is uh, really upon us right now. And and now I'm, I'm not a Facebook ads expert, but what I do know is Facebook, the cost of advertising on Facebook is getting significantly higher. So if we just do what we did five years ago, that isn't going to work anymore. You know, five, 10 years ago, you could potentially just put an ad up that didn't even need to have compelling content. And you could just put that up and then it's probably going to still do okay because you could get a click through for maybe 10 cents or 20 cents. Now that same click might cost you two, three dollars, which is like almost 10 times as much. So if you're paying 10 times as much to get someone to your site, you've got to be more creative about what you do after they get to your site. And also what is the experience like when they get to it? So for example, we're doing an experiment with a, with a client this week, where at the moment we've been driving people to a, an opt-in page and then to a sales page. Now, we just built out something. There's a piece of software called Landbot. And um, we just built out a conversational process there. Instead of taking people to an opt-in page, they go through this messenger process, not a Facebook messenger because there's a lot of restrictions coming up with Facebook, but like they come to basically a landing page, which just has a conversation on it. And it guides them through, asks them at every point, do you want to take the next step? Or do you have some questions? So we've always got this relationship going on as if it would be in a one-to-one basis. So imagine you're in, imagine you're selling a car and you, you've gone into, uh, Diana, when was the last time you bought a car? Um, three years ago. Three, three years ago. Did you go yeah. into the dealership at that point? Yes. Right. So you went into the dealership and they probably ask you questions like, you know, what are you looking for? what price point are you looking for what does it need to do what's the essentials what's the non-essentials right you know what are the nice to haves and you told them those things and then they went oh we've got this this and this is is that about right yeah i would say so right so then after that point then you probably had a few maybe a few objections right or and we say objections you know you probably had a few extra questions so like you know they say things like oh would you like the metallic paint on top, the paint protection. And then you'd be like, okay, well, do do I need that? And then they'll ask you a question and then guide you towards that extra sale. Or it may may be, wait a minute, what insurance band is this car? And then they'll go, oh, let me just find that out for you. Because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be paying over the odds for insurance. So if they weren't there to answer those questions, you, you would have just gone with that one objection in your mind and gone somewhere else. So when you can create that hybrid where you've got this automated process, but it also feels human-like where you you guide someone through and say, hey, is it okay if I ask you three questions to see if it makes sense to continue this conversation? And if they say, sure, great, you ask them the questions. If they say, no, I don't want to speak to you, then you don't do anything else. You're like, okay, that's fine. You move on with what you want to do. And then at the point it's like, so I'm just checking that, that you're in. That, that you're saying, yes, uh, I want I want to get started, or do you have questions? So instead of just going, here's a link. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, then they either go, 
yeah, actually, I've got more questions. And then you can answer all those questions. And then by the time you get back to the, so now are you saying that, that you're in? And then they're like, yeah, I am. So, you know, when they get to the order page that the likelihood of them actually checking out is going to be significantly higher than it would be just going for an opt-in page where they may have a questions that you've answered on the landing page, but they haven't seen it because you haven't laid it out in such a way where they get the exact answers at the exact time that they want. Okay. What, so is there like a balance with the human interaction and the automation? Sure. So when it comes to the balance between the two, we've got to remember that every single person that's coming through your process is a human beating heart because if if you don't then you again the automation just becomes automation it just becomes bot like yeah and if you just say if if it's just like hey um just like what's your best email would you like to get started you know it just it feels a bit plain jane and boring yeah, yeah. so it's about going well how would i talk if i was going to do it if, if I was going to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, how would I talk? And then, okay, let's automate as much of that as possible. However, at the same time, it doesn't mean never use humans. So when we come to our selling a high ticket product, we'll certainly have a, uh, an actual customer team that asks those questions, you know, so what, why does now feel like the right time? And we're closing $5,000 sales without any sales calls, without any fancy mm. webinars and without doing anything else. It's literally over SMS at the moment for a client. Wow. So, this is so fascinating to me because I, I, I think a lot of people default to the automation because it's easier, it frees them up. You know, they, they think that that's what people want. But what I'm hearing from you is that some degree of automation is fine, but what people really want is that human interaction. Yes, what, what people want is personalized service and instant answers. And the way people think to get around that is just adding automation. Yeah. But you're only solving half the problem. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be treated like they're unique, like they're a unicorn. And, and yeah. it's just innate within, in all of us that, like, for, for example, when you can get a hybrid between the two, that's when it gets really exciting. So, for, for example, at the moment, we have pipeline stages set up in our uh, customer relations management software for a, for a client. And we can see if someone has gone and paid a $497 deposit for a, a, a course, but hasn't paid the $5,000 remaining. So at that point, what do you do? Do you just leave it? Do you just go and send a load of emails saying, why have you not bought yet? Why have you not bought yet? No, because that doesn't feel human like. So right. if we've got someone who's willing to spend by putting down a $500 deposit almost, they're raising their hand and saying, hey, I'm very interested in this. I just need to get the funds together or there's something that's stopping me from getting to the five $5,000 sale. So that's when we go back to the human experience, but we automate it to speed up the process. So for example, we'll have the owner 
gets a notification to say this person's just gone and paid $500, but they haven't yet paid the the re- remainder to get it up to the 5,000. Record them a personal video message. So then they record a personal video message straight off the phone. It doesn't need to be smart, professional or anything like that. Just holding the phone up and saying, hey, really excited for you. I noticed you uh, submitted the deposit. That part's locked in. That's fantastic. And um, I just wanted to see if you've got any questions, if you need any help at all for us to help you with that process to to get you fully started. And, and we're really excited for you to jump in. So then you're building that human connection, but also what you're doing is opening up a feedback loop. And then you open up that feedback loop for them to say, yeah, well, I'm just waiting on this or I'm just trying to figure out the funding. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. We can help you figure that out. But if you didn't have that conversation, then those people just get stuck into this abandoned cart series, which is basically like time's running out, time's running out. (laughs) And we have on that offer, we have no timers. There is no, technically there's no urgency. Right. However, we've got three and a half percent of people that are spending $37 with us turn into $5,000 customer within 30 days. I see. Okay. Um, If someone's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, okay, I get it. Um, Makes sense. Sounds like a process. But I really... Uh, would love just to have a quick win. What is the fastest way to do that? Sure. So the one of the first ways to do that is thinking about these micro commitments. Because quite often, I spoke to someone recently, and they said, "Do you know what we do?" He said, "We slow down the sale because everyone's rushing into the sale." But if you actually slow down the sale and like get that checking point at every point right it, yeah. like it's, it's almost like if you look back at when you're at school and you you know you pro- probably did some math test i am when you're at school right yeah. right I, and, and when you're going through it what did they say to afterwards check your working yeah. <laughs> right because if you don't check your working you don't realize where the the num- where the number's gone wrong so yeah. if you're doing a sum that's like going all the way down the page and you've actually made a mistake halfway, yeah. then you're going to end up with the wrong number, even though the rest of it's right. And it's the same thing when you're having those conversations or guiding people from whether it be the start of the journey to the end. Any part of that journey is like checking at each process and just like, hey, is it, you know, is this, is this feeling right? Is this making sense? Is this, is this what you're looking for? Because if you go off base at any point and then you just keep continuing down your pipeline and going, oh, well, this is what I'm going to say anyway, then you can't actually decipher where things have gone wrong. And that's why we like creating this automation as well, because then we can look at the data to see where people have dropped off. So if I've looked at a conversational process where, for example, they've said to me, hey, yeah, this is my goals that I'm looking for. This is what's holding me back. And then when we said, hey, would you like the, are you saying that you're in? And then at that point, they don't respond. Then we can look at that message and and say, okay, well, what's going on in that message in particular that is causing people to not respond? Which 
So whatever you're doing is break it down into mini steps and then look at creating micro commitments to get people to raise a hand and say yes and guide them through the sales process that don't doesn't feel sleazy or salesy. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I like most about this is that it, it really is about respecting the prospect and you know, relaying that level of respect so that trust is built into this whole process. Yeah, ex exactly right. And, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, if, if, if I go back even, even 12 months ago, like we're, we're, we're always going more and more down this route. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're not being conversational, mm -hmm. right? Because you just, you right. get, because we, it's, it's almost the, the protagonist effect. So imagine you walk into a shop and in front of you, this there's this guy in front and he's playing with his wallet and it, it, it looks, looks confusing. You're just like, I just need to get to work. I just need to get to work. Why is this guy messing about in front of me? Now swap, switch those roles out and imagine you're that guy at the front, that, that guy with the wallet who, who's actually this morning, his, his wife just said, Hey, I'm I'm leaving you. I'm taking the kids. Uh, he's realised he's rushed out of the house. He's flustered. He's got no. Uh, he's realised he's not brought his card with him, and now he's panicking because he doesn't know how he's going to pay for the fuel at the petrol station. Now that's a protagonist effect. So we 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 look from the outside in and look at everyone else and go, oh, I can't believe they ain't got their stuff together. But when it's us in that situation, they're like, why are people looking at me like that? So we we need always as much as possible, look from that holistic perspective and go, what would that person have to believe in order to say that thing or do that thing? Boy, that's really valuable. <clears throat> Tremendously valuable because we never know. So it, it's that um, assuming that we already know. So then we think we're ahead of the game when really we're probably behind the game. Exactly. It's probably one of the biggest mistakes in business is assuming. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's a well-known phrase, but I don't know if uh, prof profanity is is on this podcast. Sure, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of people say that uh, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Right, exactly. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so true. Thanks for sharing that, because that is exactly right. Um, okay, so now let's talk about copy. You, you've created a lot of copy in, in your career. What makes compelling copy, would you say? So th there's a few things. What One being that you, uh, again, having that conversation with the person. So if you're writing war and peace at someone, then you're not creating a picture in the mind. You're not getting any buy-in throughout the process. And Sometimes, you know, we, we can go through this process where you're just writing and writing and writing, and then you, you look back on it and go, do you know what? Is that, is that really, is someone reading through that and saying, yes, that's me? Because if, if they're not saying that, then something's gone off. Wow. And one of the best ways as well to, to write copy is, is get that direct feedback from the audience. So for, for example, if, you said, Diane, you're doing a webinar on Friday. Now yeah. on that webinar, if you say, hey, let, let me know in the chat, what, what's your goal for today? What do you want out of today? 
And then if you're reading back in the chat saying, oh, it looks like, so Kelly, Kelly says she wants to make more profit and get to six figures. You know, Dean says he wants to do this. James says he wants to do that. And then you're reading that stuff back. And then when you're going through your presentation, if you're like, okay, these, these are those interested people that are raising the hand already and saying, I, I want this, I want this, I want this. Then you can use their language through the webinar. So as you're going through it, you're like, and, mm. and listen, I, kn I know earlier, K Kelly, you said in the chat, you said this, and th that's very similar to what Diane did over here. And then people are like, oh, that's me. I relate yeah. to that. So you yeah. can write that in the webinar. You can do it back and forth SMS. You can do it if you're doing social media posts, emails. But I, I'll be, I'll write stuff and then I'll be like, is that, is that making sense? Or uh, perhaps you can relate. Or you're probably thinking this. So if I said to you right now, hey, Diane, whatever you do, I don't want you to think of a pink elephant on roller skates in the corner of the room. What are you thinking of right now? The pink elephant on roller skates in the corner of the room. Right. So you've got to create the picture in the person's mind that you want them to think of. So th there's some magic words that you can use both ways. And one of them is don't. So a lot of people, if I said to you, don't forget something, a lot of people will forget it yeah. because the brain doesn't recognize the word don't. So if I said, like, say, don't think of a pink elephant on roller skates, what have you done? You've thought of a pink elephant on roller skates. Right. So when you use don't in the copy, and I see a lot of people writing the copy, and, and we have a rule that you never use these words, is don't miss out. Because you're basically oh. saying to everyone, miss out. I see. So flip it, and, and what, what's the opposite? Remember. Remember to. Remember to. But then you can use the don't if you want someone to take an action that, but without looking overly Sally. So you can flip it on its head and you could say some something like, don't get this. Huh. Right? So you could say, don't get this unless you want to do this. And it's like, ah. get this unless, right? Because the brain doesn't recognize don't. It doesn't recognize mm -hmm. no. So often, huh. uh, Diane, have you, have, you got, um, have you got kids? Yeah, they're adults, but yes. Right, right. So, uh, how many times when they were kids did you say to them, "No, you can't do that"? Oh, sure. Oh, um, um, what happened at that point? They went, "I want to do it more." Oh, yeah. So that's did not another work. compelling thing in copy is is go and tell people they can't do something. Um, I, I actually put this in a voicemail drop to people once they once they abandoned cart once. So uh, I was selling this viral bot system a year or so ago. And I drop them a voicemail 10 minutes after they abandoned the car. And it was like, hey, I know you're probably thinking right now that I'm not sure if I can trust this person. You know, I've just seen him from a Facebook advert. And there's so many, so many charlatans out there. So whatever you do, don't go and Google Amplify Seacom. Huh. What the, what's the first thing you're going to do? They're going to go and Google Amplify Seacom because someone's told them not to. Right. <laughs> uh, and I knew that there was nothing on Google 
that that was going to cause a bad reputation. All it was, it was like me on podcasts and giving value. So then right. they're like, okay, this guy's pretty good. And that that page is a combination with having a great headline and things like that, converted about 7% from cold traffic. That's crazy. <laughs> so interesting. Wow. That, that Paul, th this is so interesting. I, this, all of this information and this idea um, makes perfect sense to me. I don't believe I've heard it, you know, explained in this way before. So it's, it's especially um, enlightening uh, for me. And, and so I'm convinced it is for the listeners too. So will you tell them how they can, you know, find you and anything you've got going on they should know about? Sure. Yeah. So you can go to amplifyccom.com and from there you can get in touch with us. You know, if, if you have got, if you've got any kind of high ticket offer right now, then uh, we we don't work so much as a, a service provider. We work more as partners. So we're looking for more partners at the moment that are a great fit. Uh, so you just go to amplifyccom.com and then you can check out what we do there. And then uh, we've also got like free goodies and stuff. So you feel free to follow, uh, find Paul Ace1234 on a Facebook profile and you can uh, find me there as well. Like I give away a lot of free stuff. All right, boy, that's great. That is terrific. I think this is one of those episodes that people are going to listen to a couple of times, especially for that last part about the brain doesn't recognize don't. So this is how you can actually use it. Um, <laughs> your advantage. I love that. Um, now, listeners, uh, thank you as well. Also, go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up for a free trial of audible.com. We're grateful for them um, as a sponsor. And we're grateful to Paul for uh, spending some time with us and explaining these things. Uh, as always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust, someone better tell that man. Get a new Papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new Papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new Papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.